0: super talk mississippi media production hi this is dr andy barlow with the chiropractic physician center of tupelo and author of the number one bestseller the code are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem be sure and listen to our podcast the code breaker welcome into to a special saturday edition of the rebel report i'm michael Borkey. thank you for making the podcast a part of your day a part of your weekend this is something we're going to do all season long. Some days, uh, they'll be a little bit later than others. For example, one of my idiot friends is getting married on a fall Saturday, so that podcast will be uh, later in the day uh, than immediately after the game, quite like this one. However, this is going to be a feature moving forward. Post-game, instant reaction from uh, the end. Uh, immediately after, pretty much. This is about 25 minutes or so after the Ole Miss game ended. I'm going to sit down and, re- and record A reaction podcast for you. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky. And the podcast is brought to you every day by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. I hope you started your weekend with LB's. It's the best place in Mississippi to buy your meat. If you didn't this weekend, make sure uh, on your way into town, uh, regardless of how you're going, if you're going to a game or just hanging out in Oxford, I've seen the pictures on the square where some local restaurants and stuff have been able to Expand some outside seating like into the walkways and stuff. They're kind of shutting down the square. Um, So, you know, go in town and visit. Support your local business. Uh, I know they're going to need it with the limited capacity and stuff like that. Stop by LB's. Go see Greg. Tell him we sent you just across from Kroger on University Avenue and get one of their daily lunch specials as well. (sighs) Okay, so here we go. Ole Miss loses 51 to. 35 at the hands of the number five Florida Gator. So we'll do a little box score house cleaning, and then I'll give you my reaction to the game. After that, Kyle Trask was really good for Florida. Had a bunch of time back there, and uh, he took advantage. 30 of 42 for 416 yards, six touchdowns. Florida, for some reason, also played Emory Jones. Some it was a really stupid decision by Dan Mullen, but uh, he did it for some reason. He was one of three threw a really bad interception. Florida had 196 yards on the ground, but the carries were distributed pretty evenly. Uh, The leading rusher for Florida was Damon Pierce. He had nine carries, 54 yards in the game. On the other side, Ole Miss, uh, oh, I forgot one. Uh, Kyle Pitts is a guy I told you about earlier this week, and he was an animal, uncoverable today from the Ole Miss secondary. The future first-round pick at tight end had eight receptions, 170 yards, four of those receptions Went for touchdowns. Traven Grimes also had a really good day catching the football. He was had three receptions for 64 yards and a touchdown. Uh, On the other side, Ole Miss. Matt Corral, really good day throwing the football 22 of 31 for almost 400 yards, 395. Three touchdowns and one interception. That should not count against him because it was a batted ball at the line and really more of a freak play than anything else. Plumlee threw one pass. It was three yards. He completed it. There was also a trick play. D'Ontario Drummond threw a beautiful pass, by the way. Beautiful pass uh, for 45 yards, so he was one of one on the day. Rushing the football, Jerry and Ely uh, averaged five yards per carry, 16 carries, 80 yards on the ground, and a touchdown. Matt Corral, really effective running the football, uh, had 50 yards net, uh, but uh, a long of 20, had a couple of really significant runs in the game. Snoop Connor. Uh, Got into the action. He was uh, 26 yards on eight carries plus a touchdown. Elijah Moore was the man receiving the football for Ole Miss. 10 catches, 227 yards. No touchdowns, though, but he went for 227 on 10 receptions. It Was getting open all day in what should have been, in what is, a really good Florida secondary. The tight end, Kenny Oboa had 91 receptions. Excuse me. 91 receiving yards on five catches. Dontario Drummond had 60 on two receptions. Casey Kelly, Chad Kelly's little brother, even had a reception on uh, the day. So let's get into some thoughts here. And the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, and I don't think many of you are like this, but if you're mad uh, about this outcome, I would encourage you not to be. Uh, This game and and this season requires a ton of perspective. I, I told you that a while ago that I think this should be considered year zero for Lane Kiffin. And I firmly believe that. And now that... Uh, Florida steps in as the number 5 team in the country, and they certainly played like it today. Uh, This game requires perspective. Um, Florida's a very, very good football team, with a quarterback that played extremely well last year. They had a bunch of pieces returning, especially on defense. They have an NFL, uh, possibly first-round pick in tight end. And then, of course, like I mentioned with Ole Miss, you had the weird offseason. They couldn't implement their system. There was some unknown, and Ole Miss got creative, and it... Uh, kept Florida off guard especially early in the game Uh, and of course defensively Ole Miss I think has personnel issues there things that can't just be coached out of a defense I think they need to recruit out of their problems on defense Florida was the better football team significantly better football team and Ole Miss I mean seriously it was a two-score game midway through the fourth quarter, and Ole Miss should have gotten the ball back. They, they got the stop on third down. We're going to get the football back, but a pretty egregious roughing the passer call on Momo Sanogo, which simply should not have been. Uh, and Ole Miss is getting the football back with all the momentum. So they were in the game. Offense looked really, really good. They moved the football in what should be a top 25 defense at least uh, this year in Florida with the weird offseason that they had. With the new system and the turnover and the roster issues, I think today you learned a lot about your football team, and it's mostly really, really good. I mean, if it were me, I would have a good feeling about the direction of your program today. Now, this is a wins and losses business. There are no such thing as moral victories, usually, especially in SEC football. But I think this game in this season should be looked at through a context that tells you that today should not be anger-inducing. Now, do you like losing? No, I I wouldn't like losing uh, no matter what. And so it's not fun to lose a game. It's not fun to let Kyle Trask do what he did against you. But when you look at this season in the context of everything that is working against Ole Miss and has been working against Ole Miss, I think you can be nothing but encouraged by what you saw on the field. So pros, cons, and final thoughts for you. Pros, first of all, I think it... It's an obvious one, but Matt Corral deserves a ton, a ton of, of praise for how he played in this game because for some reason, people ignored his talent last year. We've talked about it on this podcast a lot. You had a, a segment of Ole Miss fans that just refused to like Matt Corral. They would look for any excuse um, to discredit him. And I think there's some ulterior motivation uh, to that, but there were people that Watched Ole Miss last year and honestly thought that Matt Corral doesn't have talent or or wasn't capable or couldn't become a really good SEC quarterback. And I don't know what they were watching because even with last year's offensive incompetence and the just hard to figure out two quarterback system, just you guys know this already. Last year was a complete mess. It wasn't friendly to the quarterback whatsoever you still saw flashes of what could be a really, really good quarterback a year ago in his first real action. And so that that talent was always there. What you saw today was always there. He just wasn't put in the best position to win. So there were people that were just blind to Matt Corral's ability. I don't understand why. He was accurate. He was decisive. He looked comfortable. He was confident. If I, I mean, I take notes. I don't remember... Uh, really any mistake throws or or any bad decisions. Uh, He was effective running the football. I mean, I've told you this before as well, and you guys probably knew this. He's a good athlete. He's not the runner that Plumlee is, but he is a good athlete, really good athlete. And he showed you that he can beat people with his legs as well. I thought against that defense, his first game in a new system against that defense, which should be one of the best in the country. That is the second best defense Ole Miss will see all season long. Alabama will be the best defense Ole Miss will see. That was the second best defense they'll see all year long. I mean, it was a top 10 defense across the board last season. They returned a bunch of dudes. They should be really good again. And Matt Corral lit them up. He and Elijah Moore lit them up. It's only going to get easier for him from here. Is he going to go 22 of 31 for 403 touchdowns every game? No, but this is your quarterback now. There was never really a debate internally, but now there's definitely not. Matt Corral's your quarterback. He should be the guy that takes damn near every single snap in the game. I understand you want some packages for Plumlee. You need to limit those because going to a Plumlee package right before the half, so Ole Miss is down a touchdown a couple minutes before the half. Plumlee takes all three snaps. They go three and out, punt the ball back to Florida. Florida goes down and scores, and suddenly you're down 14 at the half instead of what could have and should have been seven. They're not going to do that anymore, I don't think. This is Matt Corral's team. He showed you today exactly why, and that should be really encouraging. The talent's always been there, but now he's within a competent system and and is being coached by somebody, a really good coach in a really good offensive system, and he flourished. That's not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anybody, although I guess some people today are. Uh, He was really, really good. That's your quarterback of the future the skill set's always been there. He looked comfortable and confident and made good decisions and was effective running the football. Matt Corral, I know it's a loss, and Lane Kiffin, after the game, I mean, said it doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter what the stats are. If you lose, you lose, and he's right, but um, it, it's got to feel good knowing you've got your quarterback, and Ole Miss has their quarterback, and his name is Matt Corral. There's no controversy. That's your guy right there the second pro of the day, I think the offensive line was good enough. wasn't great. Uh, Corral got sacked a couple of times. Uh, he was under duress sometimes. There were, uh, especially on the, in, the interior of the offensive line, there were a couple of times where Florida got uh, immense pressure. And you've got to remember two things. One, this is a group that, although I think they believe in some of the talent they have there, they have a couple of NFL guys, they believe. Uh, it's still an inexperienced group. And I I think you should be encouraged by what you saw up front. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. Were they going against one of the best defenses, possibly in college football? Uh, Yeah, they were. And I think they held their own. If that's what you're going to get every week from your offensive line, you're going to continue to score a bunch of points and be in a lot of football games. So that was a question mark going into the season. And I think that the the question, at least for now, has been answered. Going to be pretty good up front was encouraged by what I saw today on the offensive line, especially on the outsides. Uh, Corral had, multiple times, had a clean pocket with all day to throw, and he made Florida pay. Elijah Moore and and he made Florida pay. And so that's an encouraging sign from a group that hadn't played much football together and is pretty inexperienced uh, to see it work out the way it did was also a check in the positive column. Next pro I would say is game management. Very, very different than what you saw a year ago. And it's not just game management. I mean, it's scheme. Very, I mean, it's obvious. You don't need to be some kind of football expert to notice that the offensive scheme was creative. Um, Florida saw multiple different looks. I'll Miss one under center sometimes. You brought different guys in motion. You used Plumlee in different ways. It, it was a very creative, clever, clever, but with a purpose offense and game management was a far cry than what you saw a year ago. I know people didn't like the going for two call early in the game. Um, you saw you saw your kicking game, um, and that's probably part of the reason why. Uh, but you're going to get that with Lane and He's going to go for it on fourth down. He's going to take risks, especially this year, because why not? Uh, but that's that comes with the territory. But game management going for two to make it a two-score game, is not something that I think you would have saw from the previous staff um, in the second half to to make it a fifteen point game instead of a you know sixteen point game. Little things like that that um, you just did not see a year ago. Creative play calling, unique scheme, clever offense, well managed game. Um, that's just. Very different than what you saw a year ago. That's what I'm talking about when I say you should be encouraged by the, by the result, even though it was a loss. Because you're very clearly in, in much better hands than you were. That was competence in, in coaching today. And, and you haven't had that in recent years. Okay, some of the cons. Cons. I think tackling is going to be the first thing I mention. And part of that maybe because they didn't have a spring and a lot of guys missed time because of COVID and things like that, so maybe they didn't have uh, the opportunity to do it as much as they usually would. However, tackling for Ole Miss, especially in the secondary, but across the board was not good today. There were a handful of plays uh, where Ole Miss would have made a tackle behind the line of scrimmage or, or definitely short of a first down that ended up becoming big plays for Florida. Uh, hopefully that... Uh, can improve as the season goes on, but that was not a good sign. Uh, poor tackling at times uh, for Ole Miss, but the biggest problem defensively was the pass rush. It, it was really – it didn't really exist today. Uh, I mean, Sam Williams had a sack that uh, – it was a strip sack, and Florida was fortunate enough to uh, recover. um but by and large, Kyle Trask had all day long in the pocket to throw the football. He had all day long. And that's why he picked Ole Miss apart. It, it was the lack of pass rush. And um, I, I got a couple of texts and stuff, people wondering, you know, what's going wrong? Why can't they just blitz people? And it, it's really not that simple, especially when you, they tried to do that and Florida did such a good job of picking up the blitz. You just uh, put. Even more pressure on your secondary. That's uh, that can't cover, uh, especially Kyle Pitts. But uh, that, that's asking too much of your secondary. And uh, quite honestly, the answer to fix that is not one that can come this season. I mean that that is that is a Jimmy's and Joe's problem for Ole Miss on the defensive line. They got a couple of guys that that can do some things, but as a unit on the defensive line, they can be better than what you saw today. And it's always worth remembering that Florida is very good. They're a top-ten team for a reason, but uh, that's a Jimmy's and Joe's problem. Ole Miss has personnel issues on defense that cannot be coached out uh, of that defense. That's going to be a problem all year until they get better players with more experience. Uh, I don't know... Schematically, I don't know what else they could have done today. They just, Florida was better than them up front. Ole Miss needs better players across the board on the defensive line, especially on the interior, uh, because right now they don't have it. Years of poor recruiting has led to that, and and that's okay. I mean, that's the, the situation that we all should have expected. Um, there's going to be holes on that roster and defensive line is definitely definitely one of them the next con is a uh, a recurring theme and it's uh, the kicking game uh, not the punting game luke logan was good uh, excuse me mac brown was was good punting the football had three punts averaged 50 yards per punt that's pretty impressive uh, had a long of, of 54 um that's good stuff from your proner. Your kicker, though, Luke Logan, uh, is continuing his, his poor play from last year. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Um, even the extra points didn't look solid. Uh, there's a reason Lane Kiffin went for it on fourth down early. Uh, the field goal in the second half in that moment, you probably should have kicked a field goal. It was also fourth and uh, more than three, which was what the first down was. I don't remember exactly what the number was, but... Um, that poor kid doesn't need to be kicking. I, I, I assume he's he is kicking because they don't have a better option. This is why they gave a scholarship to that kid out of Louisiana and uh, processed the Tannehill kid because um, they need kicking help bad. Uh, I mean, I, I think moving forward, you're going to see a lot of going forward on fourth downs, uh, even when the situation may call for a kick because it's not automatic. I, I mean, you saw the difference. McPherson for Florida hit a 55-yarder. I mean, right down the pipe. That that is a good, really good kicker, possibly an NFL kicker. He's that good. But you saw the difference. Uh, Ole Miss does not have guaranteed points any the kicker is on the field. Feel terrible for the kid. I mean, I'm sure he works hard and he's trying his best, but um, it's just not it. It's just he, he doesn't he doesn't need to be kicking. Uh, I mean, what was he 11 for 19 last year? Um, and that trend is continued. Just doesn't doesn't look, does not look good. The kicking game for Ole Miss is going to be bad. And um, they're going to avoid it as much as possible, I think, moving forward. Uh, so defense, pass rush, not good. Hey, I'm going to take it a little bit easy on the secondary uh, uh, compared to some. I mean, I know Kyle Pitts lit them up. But Kyle Pitts is going to light a lot of people up. That's probably a first-round pick. Uh, I mean, that is a guy that's going to be uncoverable for most. And if you can't get a pass rush, it's really hard to cover talented guys for eight, nine seconds at a time. You know what I mean? So, hey, we'll learn more about the Ole Miss secondary moving forward, but I don't think today is just this massive indictment on, oh, look, they're not good. Uh, I mean, today wasn't good. It's not, I'm not completely dismissing their performance today as as nothing at all. I mean, it's there's clearly some kind of issue there as well. But if Kyle Trask had that long to throw, I mean, he's doing that on NFL secondaries. It's just too hard to cover for that long. So we'll see what kind of shape they're really in over the next few weeks because if Ole Miss is not going to get any pass rush, it's hard to blame their secondary for giving up long passes when they're being asked to cover as long as they were having to cover. And finally because it's an SEC game, officiating was horrendous. Um, there was a... I mean, you guys know it. It was the call that really defined the game. Ole Miss gets a stop on third down. third and long, gets a stop right after they scored a touchdown. And they get Momo Sinogo on a roughing the passer penalty when it just simply didn't exist. I mean, even Greg McElroy was screaming about how it's just not a penalty at all. It's not a penalty... Momo Sanogo just tackled Kyle Trask, didn't drive him into the ground. It was a football play. He affected the throw, and that ended the game. Florida immediately turned that into a touchdown. That ended the game. Ole Miss should have had the ball midway through the fourth quarter, down two scores with momentum, and it was taken away from them. And there was also a really weak pass interference call earlier in the game that also uh, would have had Ole Miss getting off the field, and it turned around and led Florida to a touchdown. I don't think it's some kind of conspiracy. I really don't. I, I think this is just what you get every week in the SEC. The league, with all of this money that they have, can't pay for better training or more competent officials because you got neither one, even though it's a veteran crew or whatever, and I'm sure Richard on Monday will just tell me how great the refs are. Um, no, they weren't. That cost Ole Miss the game. Nah, no, 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 no. That didn't cost them the game. That cost them a shot at the game. Horrendous call. Shouldn't have been called. I don't know why you're wanting to drop a flag in that moment unless it's an egregious penalty anyway. They chose to do it. It was it was a bad call, and it cost Ole Miss a shot at the game. The uniforms are nice. Also, by the way, I forgot to mention that. The powder blue looked amazing. Um, they need to wear that more often. The uniform was beautiful. They finally got a jersey that matched the color of the helmet. They looked the same. That was That was nice to see. Those looked really, really good. Um... But final thoughts here, look, um, that game, I think, was proof of change. Proof of why change was needed. Um, It looked different. Uh, The few people that I've talked to today uh, since the game has ended in a group text and stuff that I have, um, Ole Miss fans, the ones that I've talked to, seem pretty encouraged about what they saw. Again, it was not perfect. You don't celebrate getting beat by 16 points, but... There were a lot of encouraging things to take away from that game. And that's the second best team they're going to see all year. So there are a lot of pros, a lot of things to be proud of, a lot of good things to take away from that game. Most importantly, you've got a quarterback. You always knew the talent was there. You've got a quarterback, a capable quarterback in Matt Corral. And uh, that's a really, really good sign. So we'll see what they do next week uh, against Kentucky. I'll pull up their uh, their score right now. I know that offensively Kentucky uh, stunk against Auburn today. Let me get that final for you. Twenty nine to thirteen was the final. Uh, I've never been a believer in Terry Wilson. Uh, I wasn't to uh, wasn't going into the season, and that proved me right. Bo Nix wasn't great himself uh, either. But uh, Auburn gets the job done. Kentucky offensively not anywhere close. Not anywhere close uh, to what Ole Miss saw. From Florida today, so that's what Ole Miss gets next week. They get an 0 and one Kentucky uh, after their offense struggled in a pretty ugly game uh, against Auburn today. So that's what Ole Miss has next. That's three o'clock SEC Network coming up on Saturday. So again, a lot of things that uh, that you can point to, a lot of things that you should be encouraged by. I mean, you don't write uh, you know you don't write home about this one. You don't celebrate. Don't have a parade, but Uh, There were some good things here, and it's proof of why change needed to be made. Because Ole Miss, um, right now, I I think you should be confident in the leadership of your program. I really think you should. All right, that's it for me. Enjoy the rest of your college football Saturday. Sorry uh, the opener didn't work out the way uh, everybody had hoped it would. But again, uh, a lot of good things that you saw today. An opportunity for Ole Miss to get back on track next week with Kentucky. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Follow me on Twitter. Stop by LB's. Go see Greg. Tell him we sent you. And I'll talk to you again this week. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.